0: Well, hey, good morning. good morning. You guys ready? Ready to go? Amen. Um, I love that last song we were singing this morning. And, and you know, I was, actually I was listening to it early in the weekend. And, you know, let's just say this. I love our worship team. Yes. Yeah. Being real, sometimes I listen to Spotify and I'm let down because it is, isn't our team singing it. How's that? Huh? Yeah. So I was listening to that song earlier in the week, and it was just kind of, you know how they just hit you? You know when those things happen, when they're just hitting you, you need to go with that. You need to let them roll. Dana is notorious. I'll come home, and she'll have on a song that just plays. And I'm thinking, oh, what's next? It's the same one over and over and over for hours. She'll play that same one over and over. And, and I can't say I did this, but I just, I, I, I got this word and I, or this song, and I looked up the lyrics, and it was just speaking to my heart. Just a couple of them in case, you know, you missed it when we were singing. I know you didn't, but listen again. It says, if, you're bro- if you walked in broken... You're gonna walk out whole. If you walked in lost, he's gonna save your soul. You know how long we prayed that here at this church? You know how, how we pray it? We pray that this church is a well of salvation. That when people come here, it's easy. It's easy. It's easy to get healed. It's easy to get delivered. It's easy to step into the kingdom. You know how many times I've heard people just, you know, testimonies later. You know, it isn't always right away. It's like, well, you know, that's what happened. I was just sitting in church. And, in fact, I'm pretty sure that's Pastor Stephen would tell you, too. He was just in church. You know, in fact, should I tell you? You know, he, he used to hang out at my house occasionally. And... uh because he was in the band with my kids. And uh, I remember one time we were going on a missions trip as a church. And uh, we were going to uh, Switzerland. And we are going to evangelize. And Stephen was just such a newbie. You know, he's probably only been coming to church a couple, a month maybe. And he says, hey. <laughs> I'll let him come in. I'll say, he said, hey. I think we were making Christmas cookies or something like that. And he says, hey, when you go on that missions trip, are you going to be praying that prayer with people? And I'm thinking, my mind's going, huh, what prayer are we praying with people? And then it hits me that, oh, that's right, we were praying after the service, and he'd prayed that prayer. Then I started seeing him coming around and and just asking Bible questions. Sometimes it would be late at night. What's late at night? 11 o'clock. Hey, hey. He called me Shooter back, you know, still does. Anyway, long story, won't go into it. But anyway, um, he'd say, Shooter, did you ever read Romans 7? Like, Stephen, it's 11 o'clock at night. I was almost asleep. What, what do you mean, Romans 7? I said, Well, just read on to Romans 8. You'll be okay. Okay, yeah. Anyway, but people come in and they, they get saved, they get delivered. They get healed. God is working. We used to sing another song back in the day. It says, you won't leave here like you came in Jesus' name. Bound, oppressed, tormented, sick or lame. Because the Holy Ghost of Acts is still the same. You won't leave here like you came in Jesus' name. And this one, it goes on. I love, this is the part I think that really hit me. It says, because just the mention of his name. Just the mention of his name, just the mention of his name, everything can change. Everything can change. Do you know that just mentioning the name of Jesus, everything can change? Now, you know, we're going to talk about the name of Jesus today. I believe we're going to talk about the name of Jesus and our faith is going to rise as we talk about it. Okay, wherever we're at, we're going to go higher. And, and, and uh, I, I like to say some things, you know, that the name of Jesus is not a magic wand. It's much greater. Okay, it's much greater. You think Tinkerbell has something? Let me tell you what, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You know, sometimes maybe you've mentioned the name and it didn't look like it changed. Huh. Just be real. You know, I've seen dramatic things speak in the name. I've seen instant healings speak in the name. Be real. This is being real. Sometimes I've spoke the name and it didn't look like it changed. You want to know the truth? It did. It did. Whether you saw it or not, when you speak that name, things happen things change the devil gets nervous when that name gets on your lips do you hear me you know this is like this is like my bread and butter since i've been a, a christian jesus let me tell you this the name of jesus is available to every believer every believer every believer someone say well i don't know i don't know if i'm holy enough I'm, you know someone asked me that week this this week they walked where i was talking to them. they looked at me and they said what are you like a holy man anyway it's just <laughs> someone might think well i'm anyway um, the name of jesus is available to the youngest christian in the body of christ can i tell you this 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 came to me it just, I have never quite looked at it like this before. But this week, I don't know why. But I remember when I got born again, way back in ancient days, back in 1977, I got born again. And and most of you know, I've told my testimony a number of times. But you know, I was was not a I was not a pastor when I was a teenager. Okay. And and uh, I didn't go to church. I was I was into drugs, and and I, I lived in North Minneapolis. And we all we all you know everybody in my neighborhood we all were kind of into the same things. But you know I didn't know how to quit. You ever been there? You just don't know how to quit something. And and uh, I I didn't know how to quit drugs. I tried before. I'd seen the effects it was having on myself and on on, on friends. And I didn't really want to go that road, but I didn't know how to get off. Okay. okay? So you know what I did? I got born again. Can I tell you something? I mean, this is a process. God had been working on me and working through people in my life, but I, I surrendered and I, I gave my, my life to Jesus. And I can tell you right then that everything changed. You know, but sometimes, you know, it all changes as a Christian, you know, e- instantly on the inside. But you've got to work this stuff out. You've got to live it. You've got to walk it out. And, and I remember I, 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 I was connected, this person that God was using to help me, you know, come to Jesus. And, and, and he took me to his church when they had this special speaker. Actually, he had taken, can I, can I just talk? He had taken me there a couple months pri- pre- before I got born again. And, and uh, this guy was speaking on deliverance. And, you know, I'm probably, was a, I was probably a good candidate, you know. And he actually brought me up to this guy, and we went into the pastor's office after the meeting. This was two months be- at least before I got saved. And you know that guy read my mail? You know what I'm talking about when I say read my mail? He, he looked at me, and, and he, he just he had me pegged. And he didn't just say, oh, you're into drugs, son. He started naming the things I was into. And my mind was blown, Okay, And you know, I went home, and I told my roommate about it. And you know what he said? He looked at me, he says, oh, Paul, anybody could look at you and tell those things. (laughs) But before I left, you know what the man said to me? I was kind of thinking he was going to just, you know, again, wave a wand or do something over me. He looked at me in the eye, and he says, you're not ready. And you know what? He was right. I had a little more whatever to the end of my rope. And a couple months later, I came back, and that same guy prayed for me. Before, but before, um, well, I went to the service that night. It was just the two nights after I'd gotten saved, I believe. And, and afterwards, he was going to pray for people. It was in a denominational church, of all things. And and uh, the way they did it is everybody went home, but anybody who wanted prayer just stayed. And, you know, it was late. It was a Friday night. And and um, this lady went to get prayer before me, and they went into the pastor's office. And I saw this lady walked in. She looked like a Sunday school teacher, in my mind. She looked like she had to have been a Girl Scout and, you know, you know did nice things for people. She looked... Look good, clean cut. She went in there, and, and it was a very, uh, there was a lot of demonstration of demonic activity. And you know what that's like when you're sitting in the church and you're next, and you hear bears growling, and literally the lights are going on and off in the building, and all this stuff was going on. And, and I'm sitting there, and I'm a newbie to everything, and I'm thinking, I'm next oh my goodness, if that happened with her, what's going to go on when I go in there, is what I thought. You know, but they came out and they talked to me. And I'm so thankful they had some wisdom. And they said, it looks like it might be a little while here, so, you know, we're going to invite you to come back to. And I was going to actually go to this guest minister. He actually lived in, would be, a I guess, a northwest suburb of Minneapolis. And... Um, I was going to go to his home the next day, which I thought, well, cool. They said, listen, when you go home tonight, whenever you think about it, just say, I renounce you, Satan, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I was, this is where I was at. C- could I write that down? This is like all new to me. Jesus, Lord Jesus Christ. That's how much I knew. But I went home, and that's what I, I did. I tell you, I was determined I wanted to be free. You know, that's a big thing in being free. you got to want to be. Your faith won't go beyond your want to. Lord, help us increase our want to's. But, but, um, But anyway, I went home. I just spoke that name. It was all new to me. I don't know that I'd ever use the name of Jesus. Certainly not like that. Okay? It was a new thing. I was saying, Jesus... Help me, Lord Jesus. I, I I commit to you. I renounce the devil in Jesus, the Lord name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I, did I say that right? That's what I'm thinking. You know, it isn't about you being perfect. It isn't about you reciting everything verbatim. It's about Jesus. It's about Jesus. You know what? I walked, I walked into that guy. He had a he had like a trailer in his backyard that he ministered to people in, and I went there, and man, it was the easiest thing in the world. He even said, he said, "Wow, well, this is." He looked at me. He said, "This is going to be easy," and he just laid hands on me and prayed. There was nothing weird, nothing happened, nothing except I got, I just walked away, and I was like, "Wow, it's I'm free." There's freedom in the name of Jesus. Freedom in the name of Jesus. You know, um, I really, in my heart, what I really want to see is us as a church being equipped to go out and be who God's called us to be. I'm, I'm excited about what he's doing in church here, but I'm more excited about us going out and being lights in this world, about going out and sharing the gospel with people. You guys, you're set up. You're in unique places and positions where you have influence. I want you to go in power. I want you to go, you know, I want you to be wise. I want you to go there and shine in this dark world. A big key to that is just knowing that you have that name. You have that name. You know, when when we're dealing with things, you know, everybody deals with things in life. Even when you know the name of Jesus, it doesn't mean that you won't have challenges in your life, okay? But I would say the first thing we'll do is use that name when challenges come. We'll say, in Jesus' name. We break the power of that, in Jesus' name. A lot of that we do right in our own house, you know? I I, I love to live supernaturally, but I like to look like it's natural when I'm doing it. Jesus said this in Mark 16, right after he told us to go. He said in Mark 16, verse 17, he says, these signs, can I mess with this a little bit? Can I take the colon out and just say, um, these signs will follow those that believe in my name? However you want to say it, know this, there's power in the name. There's power in the name. There's things that will follow you when you believe in the name. He says they'll cast out demons, they'll speak with new tongues, take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it'll by no means hurt them. They'll lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. So you might not know everything, and if you do, there will be a prayer line here afterwards for anybody that's prideful and, 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 and lying. None of us know everything, Okay. You might not feel like you're as qualified as someone else. But I'm telling you this morning, you've been called and commissioned to go in the name of Jesus. That name has been given to you. It's been given to you to use on planet earth to do kingdom business. Uh, Ephesians six twelve. I mean, there's a lot of ways we could go, but I just wanted to read this scripture to to keep us on the on the path. In Ephesians six twelve, the context here, Paul's talking about the armor of God, and he he he's talking about spiritual warfare. How many know there's war going on out there in the spirit? You know. Uh, Sometimes there's people you're, you're believing God for to come into the kingdom. There's warfare that goes on. Sometimes we come in here to have church, you know, and do worship and have a service. Sometimes there's warfare that tries to keep you from going where God wants you to go. Sometimes the warfare, you know where the warfare takes place the most often? Yeah, between your ears between your ears, the thoughts that come. Can I tell you something? One of the things you can do to stand victorious in the warfare that comes against you is use the name of Jesus. Thoughts come to your mind. It's not the only way warfare happens, but it's probably the major way. You can speak to thoughts. You can say, I won't take that in Jesus' name. I won't have that. I take time every day To think about who I really am. And declare it. Who you really are. And I'm not talking about who your neighbor says you are. I'm not talking about who the devil says you are. But who the Bible says you are. Paul said this. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. But against principalities, powers. Rulers of darkness of this age. Against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Your battle is never against people. Okay? I don't think I can say that enough. Because the, the, the image that the devil will bring to your mind is that somebody has it in for you. Or the, your, your battle is against some person, some neighbor, some coworker. Whoever it is in your life, the, the, the police who, or the, the, the barista at the coffee shop. I mean, they, they didn't say my name right or whatever. They lost my account. No. Your battle's never against people. Your battle is against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. The Phillips Bible, I just like that one. It says, for our fight is not against any physical enemy. It's against organizations and powers that are spiritual. We're up against the unseen power that controls this dark world, but let me say this: it doesn't control me. It controls this dark world and spiritual agents from the very headquarters of evil. Uh, I, I like that rendering of it. It's it's just a, it speaks to me. Anytime you talk about secret agents and James Bond, it kind of gets my attention. So anyway, all right. Let me move on. Luke ten nineteen. You out there with me today? This is so good. This, is, this information is life-changing. Jesus. Can you say Jesus? Jesus. Just that mention of that name. I'm telling you what the devil, he gets put on the run. He flees when you speak that name. Oh, I don't know if I saw him. Well, I don't care if you saw it or not. doesn't matter if you saw it or not. I'm telling you what, he goes in that name. Don't be moved. When you've spoken that name from your heart, I'm telling you what, don't be moved by what you see. What you see is going to line up if you hold on. And don't let go, okay? Uh, authority. You've been given authority in his name. Luke ten nineteen. Tremendous scripture. Jesus said, Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Now, this, this actually, New King James does a really good job of translating this verse. If you were reading the old King James, they, instead of saying, I give you authority, they say, I give you power to trample serpents and scorpions over all the power of the enemy. So he, in that verse in the King James, it's, it's called power twice, but really there's two different words you need to know this. Jesus said, I give you authority, he used the word exousia, to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power, and that word is called dunamis of the enemy. Can you imagine the word dunamis? Even if you didn't know Greek, can you imagine what that word kind of means? Dunamis, it's like dynamite, dynamite. Anyway, dynamite, it's like, <laughs> it's like a power. But, you know, it's, and, and it's explained this way, you know, and it makes sense to me. If you've ever been in traffic You weren't in Menominee, but if you were in a big city somewhere, you know, if you were in it, that's what I love that about Menominee, that we just don't have real traffic, you know, I'm telling you, um, I'll tell you real traffic, it wasn't in LA, it wasn't in New York, but when I lived in Port-au-Prince, Haiti, there was traffic. You agree, Pastor Stephen, I'm telling you, the traffic could be so bad there that people would literally drive off the road and up in people's yards to get around it. Traffic would be so bad. I've literally seen with my own eyes, it'd be people get in fights and they'd pull out guns right in front of my eyes. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> traffic. Okay. But in the midst of traffic, there's there's cars, you know, that have power. This is in the city of, of Port-au-Prince. You know, you get into the outer lying areas in Haiti, you know, you don't have that kind of traffic. But in the city, there's I don't know, there's over a million people that live there and, and, and really there aren't too many rules to go by. You just kind of go and do your thing. But I tell you that, that in traffic uh, like that, I've seen a policeman stand out there with a whistle and hold up his hand. And you know, in the natural, that guy doesn't have the power. To stop an automobile by holding up his hand. If it got down to a, a, a push and shove fight, the car would win every time over this guy. But because he's been given authority, he can stand in the middle of traffic and blow his whistle and people will respect that and obey that. That's what you've been given. You've been given authority over, can you say this word? Say all. all. Isn't that a deep word? All. What does all mean? I didn't look it up, but I can tell you what it means. It means all. It means everything. Jesus said, you've been given authority over all the power, the dunamis, dunamis, the dynamite of the devil. So the devil might have some dynamite. You have authority over him, though. He might have a loud noise. You have authority over him. Do not be deceived. Do not be deceived. You've been given authority over all the power. Well, I think this is a new demon. Well, hasn't been around. No, I tell you, you have authority over all the power of the devil. All the power of the devil. In Philippians 2, verse, verses 9 through 11, we need to understand the power in that name. If we understand the power in that name, it'll cause us to rise up and use it with conviction. Okay? Now, when I say with conviction, I heard myself say that and I thought, you know, that doesn't mean you got to shout in someone's face to be authoritative. Okay? Did you know that song we sang? It said just the mention of it. I'm not saying there are not times to shout out the name of Jesus because there are. Sometimes all you need to do is mention it, mention it, and things will change. It isn't the volume you use. When you speak the name of Jesus, it's the faith you use when you speak it. All right? Philippians 2, 9 through 11, it says, Therefore, God also highly exalted him. Who's him? It's Jesus. We could read this like this. It says, Therefore, God also highly exalted Jesus and has given him the name which is above every name. Can you say every name? Say, Jesus, name is above every name. Verse 10, I love this. It's kind of what this song was about today. It says that at the, the name of Jesus, at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven, of those on earth, of those under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Isn't that good? Every knee, every name has to bow at the name of Jesus. The wand, J.W.C. Wand version of verse 10 says that at the mere mention of it, speaking about the name, every li- living being in the whole universe, whether heaven, earth, or in hell, must do humble reverence. That name brings freedom. We have authority in that name. Can I read you a quote? This is Kenneth Hagin quote. He says, it's not what you think about the Bible that counts. It's not what someone told you, what the Bible says, that counts. It's what you know for yourself. The Bible says that's what counts. It's what you know for yourself the Bible says that's what counts know this oh someone says oh I don't know if I know well just look at the things we're saying today take them down let them get in your heart let them register till they become one with you you know what happens when you eat food it becomes one with you it becomes one with you eat this stuff Eat this power in his name. Eat the authority that's been given to you. Let it be one with you. When crises rise up, let it be the name that comes out. Let it be the name that comes out of your lips. I remember we were driving one time in, in Texas. Anybody ever drive in Texas? And we were on a on a, a highway and, uh, you know, doing 50, 60. I was trying to keep up with my brother-in-law, and so I was probably doing more like 60 or 70. So we were following him to someone's house to go eat. Dane and I, and we had my two nieces in the back seat. This was, like, before I, we had kids, so it was, it was more than 30 years ago. And um, we were driving on this road, and, and a, a person, you know, was... The road was going along, and there were T's that would come up, you know adjoining roads would come along this road and somebody came up to it and and Dana watched him, and she said the whole time I knew that guy wasn 't going to stop and he came he came the timing of it was such that he was he came off into our road and crossed our lane right at the time that we were going to continue traveling at sixty seventy miles an hour and when it all happened, I heard Dana. Dana goes off like a, like a rocket. Anybody ever experienced Dana? As things like this happen. Stephen, you know what comes out of her mouth. She says, Jesus! She wasn't cussing. She's calling on the name. I drove, I, tr- I crossed the oncoming traffic, went down the ditch on the other side, and came up the other side, and kept right on going. And Dana said, I saw the guy's face. He was like, ah. I turned around. I saw my two nieces in the back seat. This will really date me. But they thought I was Beretta. <laughs> they said, Wow, Uncle Paul, that was a move. It wasn't me making a move. Jesus. Jesus' name works. In this world, in this fallen world. All right, media, you guys, you're you with me. I'm going to just skip a little here to this place in Luke 10. Um, I think I read this a couple weeks ago. I just, I'm going to read it again because it's so relevant. It says in Luke 10, verse 1, it says, After these things, the Lord appointed seventy others and sent them out two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go, preparing the way. He said to them, The harvest truly is great, but the labors are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out labors into his harvest. Go your way, and behold, I'm sending you out as lambs among wolves. So these 70 disciples, this is beyond the 12, there's 70 of them, they go out. Then in verse 17, they come back, and it says, The 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. This was before Jesus died, rose again, and provided the new birth for you. But the name had power when they were given that name, it said even the demons had to obey them. I love the fact that when they came back, they came back with joy. Can I tell you something? When you're out there doing kingdom business, and you're, 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 you're being the light in the world that you've been made to be, there's joy in that. There's joy in that. There's tremendous joy to just go out and be who God made you to be. Sometimes people are looking for joy in all the wrong places. I know there's another song similar but different, but uh, tell you what, there's joy in being used by God. He'll use you, folks. He'll use you. Look at every day as an adventure. What are you going to do today, Lord? what are you going to do through me today? Who am I going to meet? It might be at the grocery store. Someone might drop something on the floor. You can pick them up. And you don't, again, you don't need to be weird. Be you. Do I say that a lot? Don't be weird. I don't want to be weird. I want to be used. I want to live supernaturally, naturally. God will use you. Amen? Amen. All right. Um, I'm going to read two more stories. Everybody's roast beef doing okay? All right. Romans 8, 5 through 13. It says, there was this, when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a, certain, a centurion came to him pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servants lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. Jesus said to him, I'll come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to this one, go, and he goes, and to another one, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled, he marveled. And he said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And I say to you that many will come from the east and the west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the son, sons of the kingdom will be cast into outer darkness. They will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go your way, and as you believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed that same hour. Now, there's, that's a tremendous story, and we're not going to delve into it too far. There's only one thing I'm going to point out today, uh, maybe a couple. But one, I, I love this, that the centurion, he understood how authority works. You know, if you understand how authority works, it'll increase your faith. Jesus marveled at his faith. He said, there's, I haven't seen this, this kind of faith even in Israel. Even among the people of God, I haven't seen this kind of faith. This man's a centurion. He understood authority, and it caused him to walk in a high level of faith. You might say, well, he was, he was, he was lacking in some things because he didn't want Jesus to come into his home. He felt unworthy. You might even feel unworthy, but if you understand authority and you understand you've been given the name of Jesus, you can rise up and do great things. And Jesus said, he spoke the word, and he prayed, and his servant was healed that same hour. You know what? Don't be moved if it doesn't happen the same minute. Now, again, you're going to say, Pastor, you're just talking about not expecting instant miracles. No, I do expect instant miracles. That's how I expect. That's how I think. That's how I believe. But I'm not moved if I don't see it. Okay? I'm not moved if I don't see it. I have faith in the name. I believe when that name goes forth, things are happening no matter what I see. I'm not moved by this world. I want to be moved by by heaven. I want to be moved by God's realm. Now, here's what I want to point out. I'm going to read the same story in, in Luke, chapter 7, verse 6. It says, when Jesus went with them, uh, and and, he was not, and when he was already not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him, saying to him, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I'm not worthy that you should enter my roof. Therefore, I didn't think myself worthy to come to you, but, the word, but say the word, and my servant will be healed from a man placed under authority. Can you hear all this? I'm a man placed under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to this one, go, and he goes, and to another one, come, and he comes, and my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him, turned around and said to the crowd that followed, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, no, not in Israel. Those who were sent returned to the house and found the servant well who had been sick. Same story, right? Except in one gospel it said the centurion came. In the other gospel it said the centurion sent people to Jesus on his behalf, and you might say, Well, hey, did I find an error in the Bible? Do you ever find there's people that are you know there's there's whole schools that are, are are devoted to finding error in the Bible. if you ever come across one don't don't fall off your chair okay hold on to what you know God'll show you eventually but but uh if you need to but but here's the case where where one gospel said that that the centurion came himself and was was you know praised by Jesus, really, you know, said, wow, this guy, he's, he's stellar, he believes, he's got faith. And the other gospel said that, that his friends came on his behalf. Why was that? Well, I, I remember reading a, a, a commentary one time that went into this, and, and, and to me, it satisfied me. He said this, that in that day, there was, there was such an understanding of authority that if you went somewhere on behalf of another, commissioned by another, it was the very same as if that person went himself. And probably what was more accurate in our Western way of thinking was the gospel that said his friends came on his behalf. But, but there was such an understanding of this concept that the other gospel writer said it, that the centurion himself came. What I'm telling you today is this. When you go in Jesus' name, don't get the wrong thought about this. Get the right thought about it. It is as if Jesus himself goes. I didn't say you were Jesus. I said you're a new creature in Christ Jesus. And when you stand up in his name, the devil gets confused. He doesn't know if it's you or Jesus standing there. Acts 3. You know, all the time that Peter, James, and John walked with Jesus, Jesus was training them. He'd give them the assignments like this with the 70, you know, where they'd go out and they'd see results done as they acted in the name. And then in Acts chapter 3, you know, Jesus has died, he's been raised from the dead, and he's ascended into heaven. And here in Acts 3, it says, Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And there's a certain man lame from his mother's womb and was carried. They laid him daily at the gate uh, of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms of those who entered the temple. This is the guy everybody knew. He's in a popular, uh, a well-trafficked place. Every day he's there. He was a fixture in the town. He saw Peter and John go into the temple, and he, and, and he asked for alms. That's what he did. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. And Peter said, silver and gold I don't have. But what I do have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankle bone received strength. And so he leaped up, stood, walked, entered the temple with them, walking, leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And they knew it was him who sat there begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. what happened? The name of Jesus happened. Peter and John just did what they'd been trained to do all the time they walked with Jesus. Now, now you know, if you read the story further, you'll find that they got persecuted for using the name. Don't be surprised if you ever run into persecution. But don't believe for that. Okay? It'll come without your faith. Okay? And, 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 and you know, just, just do your thing. In Acts 3.16, as they address the, the, the authorities of the earth... This is what Peter said. I think it was Peter. Yeah, it was Peter. It says, His name, through faith in his name, made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him, he's given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Jesus' name, through faith in his name, made that cripple man walk made the cripple man rise up and walk. Hey, can I just divert? We're going to have Matt and Deb Malick come and do the marriage conference this year. And, and uh, we've known Matt and Deb for a couple decades. Jamie and Amber used to go to their church when they lived in Stevens Point, and that's how they ended up coming to our church because Matt and Deb said, oh, Paul and Dana are there. Go there. And usually when I see them, they'll say, how's Jamie and Amber doing? I say, oh, they're doing fantastic. But anyway, we're going to have Matt preach. Matt and Deb, I'm not sure. They'll probably, whatever. They're going to be here on that Sunday after the marriage conference. And I was just reading this week on Facebook, which is, you know, it's where you get all the info. And, uh, you know, Matt has a team. there. They're over in Africa right now. And uh, the, the first night they got there is what I remember reading is they went to a church service and Matt preached. And there was a young boy who was crippled, and he got healed in the service. And, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm just giving you my, my recollection of the post I read. But what they said was that Pastor Matt went up and took the young boy, and he couldn't walk very well, and he just started walking him around in front of the, the congregation there, and they kept walking. And his legs got stronger and stronger. And Before long, the guy was walking normal in the name of Jesus. God does this stuff. God's equipped you. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to that message. We hope that it was a blessing to you. However you tuned in today, why don't you subscribe and maybe share with a friend? Yeah, and if you're in the area, we would love to have you join us in person Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. right here in Menominee, Wisconsin. Also, we would be honored if you would consider partnering with us financially to help make this all possible. And you can do that at wearelovechurch.com. These are great days to be alive. Thanks for tuning in today. God bless you. We love you. See ya.